The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University, Inverarian District, and many, many more playing G1 products. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Yay! We're back again, churning out another episode of Bagpiping Goodness. Sure, where else would you be each and every week? Um, Well, you could be anywhere else for that matter, because this week's been quite an exciting week for the podcasting world. We'll get into that. <laughs> I'm sure you're all aware of it by now, but if not, yes, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> been exciting times in the podcasting world and in the piping world. It's been a lot happening this week. Ooh, yeah, some good news, some bad news, and some terrible news. So, yeah, as always, we love to moan and complain here in the Rab Show, don't we? But, hey, we're going to get through it. This week's Big Rab Show podcast is a special episode. Thanks to the guys at Rhythm Monster, we have a slew of interviews that we managed to grab for you guys here on this week's Rab Show podcast. So, you may think, oh, Rab's just phoning it in, it's just a clip show. Uh, No, these interviews are actually amazing. And I have to stress, uh, yeah, for those of you who are drumming fans, this is kind of uh, a who's who of the drumming world, especially from Winter Storm, like we have Derek Cooper, all that, that, come on. I'm not going to spoil it, that's all in this week's topic of the week. (laughs) Some amazing interviews, so we're going to get to that later on Topic of the Week, like I say, but first of all, let's get through the domestics, shall we? If this is your very first Big Rab Show, then welcome. Yeah, one minute 30 in and I'm just doing the introduction. Welcome. (laughs) We are the show for the bagpiping folk, so if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, solo piping, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming, then yeah, we cover absolutely everything. So, like I said, it's been quite a busy week in the bagpiping world. The new segment, like we normally do on the podcast, uh, which hits before Topic of the Week, could be a little bit long this week, so forgive me if that's the case, but we're going to try and get through this. Uh, This week on Fuse FM was nearly an impossibility. We'd done two hours worth of radio over there on Fuse FM, and we just simply could not get through the sheer volume of uh, text messages, messages on Facebook, and news stories. We tried to cover everything as well as play some decent tunes, and we found this week was simply impossible. So this week's podcast could be a little heavy because we didn't manage to cover much ground on our Fuse FM show this week. And you would think we should be able to. After two hours worth of me sitting there talking about piping and drumming, you'd think by two hours it'll be finished. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. So, yeah. Uh, For those of you out there who would like to help support the show, you can. Like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. Yes, no surprises. Yeah, but you can do. You can go over there now and click support. And each and every click really does mean the world to all of us here on the Rab Show team. Now, that's not just me. There is a bunch of us that help put this show together. And podcasting isn't cheap. 
uh, as you can imagine. So, yes, through your help on Patreon, we can bring you some of the best piping and drumming content possible. Now, if you are part of the Patreon faithful, and we have seen a bit of a jump in numbers recently over there on Patreon, so hey, all our new Patreon subscribers, you guys are awesome! Yes, really are. Uh, so, plus, you're getting to enjoy tons of extra content. Now, there's a lot of exclusive stuff up there that has never really seen the light of day. It's strictly only for Patreon subs. Uh, so, we have exclusive backstage interviews, videos, and entire episodes of Rab Show plus Rab Show Plus. Yeah, there's episodes of that up there. Uh, <clears throat> just a load of piping content back there for you guys to enjoy. Like, I mean a serious amount of content. So we're very proud of our Patreon page and we're continuing to build it, especially through 2020, this incoming season. We have a lot of exclusive stuff uh, that's going to hit our Patreon page. So you are going to want to head over there and click support if you can. If not, don't worry. We'll continue churning out the pipe and goodness right here in the podcast. And uh, yeah, totally for nothing. You can just download it, take it with you. You know, what's not to love? Okay. Let's get through the domestics like we always do. Yep, don't forget, BigRabShow.com is where everything happens. That's our website. And yes, we have our store on there, which I've been telling you now for the past couple of weeks that their store will be closing. And this week, this week, the store will close. Big Rab Show store will shut and that will be it. You guys will not be able to get your hands on any more Rab Show merch for quite a while. Quite a while. Yeah, we're in a bit of redevelopment at the moment. So that's all I really want to say on that. But the online store for now will be closing. So if you do want to get your mitts on some Rab Show merch before January 31st, go now, go to the shop, buy yourself some hoodies and T-shirts and towels and all sorts of goodness with Rab Show logos all over the place. Uh, consider going over there now. And help support the show with each and every purchase. Uh, plus, you get to be the envy of all your band mates in the band hall. Hey, look at me, a Rab Show shirt. Where's yours? Loser. <laughs> so, yeah, be the coolest kid on band practice. Rock some Big Rab Show merch and show off to your mates. Why not? Head over there, bigrabshow.com forward slash shop. Also, on the bigrabshow.com, don't forget to go to forward slash dojo, where we are running a 30-day premium membership with Piper's Dojo for just $1. Yeah, we're giving that as a bit of a special offer, running in conjunction with the guys at the Piper's Dojo who are absolutely amazing at online tuition for bagpipers. Simply incredible. So I can't sing their praises enough. This is the premium membership. Now this, uh, yeah, 30 days of it for $1. You get to take the full test drive. It lifts the entire paywall. So you have access to everything. All your online live lessons, one-to-one tuition with some of the best in the world. Plus you have access to all the Facebook groups and social media things that they do there's so much of it it's really hard to describe you really just need to go take advantage of our offer for one dollar you get to see all the bells and whistles there at piper's dojo and get to try it out for 30 days and if you don't like it after 30 days then fine all you've really spent is one dollar but if you do want to continue taking it on then hi what you're going to gain is a wealth of pipe and knowledge because yeah i dare say your playing will improve by using piper's dojo you have the Big Rab Show seal of approval on that one. <clears throat> also, not to be neglected, you drummers out there, yes, obviously ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we still have our promo code with the guys of Rhythm Monster. Yes, if you're going to sign up with Rhythm Monster, don't forget to use our promo code. Hashtag, uh, what was it? Yeah. 
<laughs> big rab monster of course yeah big rab monster for 10 percent off at the checkout whether you're signing up for a month or an annual subscription use our promo code and you can get money off just by listening to the podcast what's not to love now trust me yes michael will be talking all about rhythm monster and what they're going to be doing on their website and stuff going forward into 2020 that's coming up later in the podcast and so very exciting stuff so you may want to consider signing up to rhythm monster hmm very exciting stuff coming forward for those guys uh, so yeah that being said that is the domestics Whew. Yeah, I can now draw a breath. Now, with each and every episode, we do have some listener mail. Now, let's say this, shall we? Last week's episode of the Big Rab Show podcast was controversial, to say the very least. (laughs) It was a wildfire. Let me just say that. I think, to be fair, I prepped the show and I did have certain notes and everything and points that I wanted to hit. But what ended up happening happening is that I went completely off script. I just winged it and I just started talking and started spouting my kind of feelings on the whole topic. Of course, I'm talking about the RSPBA headquarters refurbishment part three. I dare say we'll rattle on until part 33 at this rate. But yes, honestly... Last week's did kind of go off the rails a little. Uh, Some people loved it, some people hated it, and mixed reactions, let's just say, uh, caused quite a bit of controversy. I doubt Rab must have been tap dancing on the landmine and annoyed quite a few people. So we got a lot of angry emails from anonymous sources who do not want to be quoted on the show. And that's fine. I understand that a lot of people can be very angry and aggravated about this situation, especially those who may be close to it. So that, as a result, yeah, we've got egg on our face. I did give personal opinions on the podcast, and I don't normally, but like I said, I kind of went off script. So for those people who I have annoyed and really aggrieved, um... Yeah, I guess that that is what it is. The podcast is out there now. Do you know what I mean? And we're not in the business of printing retractions or anything like that. But we don't feel that we really said anything overly controversial to warrant doing so. Printing a retraction or an apology or anything like that. Everything that we did say on the podcast was factual. It was all out there on the you know, the larger media world, like all the newspapers were talking about it, even some radio stations I actually heard after we talked about it on the podcast. So a lot of very angry emails were received, a lot of angry Facebook messages, Twitters, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, ourselves and the Rab Show team, as a result of last week's podcast, have kind of been in the middle of it. Uh, So, hey, you know, sometimes we come out on top and sometimes we don't. We find ourselves in a big pile of rubble so i guess we find ourselves in a pile of rubble so hey ho uh, onward onward we go that situation with the rspba refurb obviously is still rumbling on we have not yet to reach a conclusion so for anybody who's looking for an update on that story there is no update as yet there's been nothing in fact deafening silence still prevails and we have yet to have any update at all so as soon as we get something don't worry we will report it to you guys we'll let you all know if there has been any further update i dare say like i said on last week's podcast we probably will have to dedicate another episode to it part four but up until now that's three episodes dedicated to this thing and frankly i've had enough of it yeah so mm, let's rattle through some listener mail shall we (laughs) 
Ugh, by way of an introduction. Okay, well, we love getting voicemails, and this first one actually came in from Aaron. Hey, Rab, it's Aaron here. I thought I'd drop by with a voice message for listener mail. In last week's episode, you mentioned that the RSPBA was the kingpin of the bagpiping world. If the RSPBA were to fold, competitive piping would cease to exist for the upcoming years. Correct me if I'm wrong, you also said that if the RSPBA were to fold, other associations across the world would also fold. I know from listening to the show that Pipe Bands Australia also had an embezzlement problem this past year or two years ago. However, it seems to me, where I live, which falls within the Midwest Pipe Band Association's jurisdiction, that there's little to no problems at all. That also goes for the Alliance of North American Pipe Band Associations and the Midwest Highland Arts Fund. My thought is perhaps it is a problem with the RSPBA itself and its sub-associations in Europe. Perhaps they're turning into an evil empire? I'm not an authoritative voice by any means, but this is my opinion. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for your voicemail, mate. And yes, you're 100% correct, actually. I was incorrect on the podcast. So that is Stuff That Rab Got Rock. Lethal. That is a section, actually, that we love bringing back every now and again, periodically. Stuff that Rab got wrong. So that is something I got wrong. I'm not, you know, for, I should have said that a lot of other branches around the world, uh, international bagpiping branches, are very healthy. I have, what I should have said is that the RSPBA is like the umbrella group for all of them. They kind of are, uh, what, what way is it? I can't really, uh, see, this is me being completely and the brain goes blank. But basically what I'm trying to describe is that the RSPBA is the big umbrella. And underneath all the umbrellas, the umbrella comes everyone else. So you have the Australian Association, you have the Switzerland, the South African, the United States, the Canada, and what we have here in Ireland. And they all come under the one big umbrella that it is RSPBA. And if RSPBA were to fold, then that would leave all of the associated branches around the world without an umbrella group to bring them all together for one big international games. The, we call the games that we held, hold here in the UK, hosted by the RSPBA, we call them majors. They are the major championships in the calendar for that very reason, because people travel internationally to come to these events to win big prizes, such as the Worlds. So, yeah, whenever the umbrella group, being the RSPBA, who is essentially the governing body in charge of all rulings and all such, and then other sort of, you know, international branches take their line from RSPBA to, you know, kind of make sure that their rules and regulations all toe the line along with RSPBA, so that whenever their bands want to go and compete in Scotland for a major, then they already know the score. They already know what the rules are, their bands are suitably graded, everything. There's an ease of transition there. There is a relationship between international organisations and the RSPBA. The RSPBA is seen as like the umbrella group for everyone else. I I keep saying that word, umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I could just see the emails coming in again. No, Rob, you're wrong again. So I probably am wrong again. Do you know what? But I'm very happy to be wrong. So, yeah, if you do have associated commentary about last week's podcast, then please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, we've got more listener mail in here about last week's podcast, and this one remains anonymous. 
Like a good lot of emails, actually, we've got. Uh, but this one, however, is happy to be on the show. It says, having listened to your podcast, I understand 150% your worry about how the RSPBA kerfuffle could impact the piping scene in the UK. I truly believe that ultimately the music will prevail. Even if the worst case scenario occurs and the RSPBA in its current form is shut down, the music and the fellowship and the crack means too much to all of us to let it go away. If this association goes away, another one will come along. And this time, I think that all of us will take greater pains to make sure that the new leadership doesn't lose touch with the musicians on the ground and in the band halls. The music will prevail, Rab. All the best and keep your chin up. (laughs) Thank you, anonymous emailer. Yes, it is encouraging. We did get some emails like that of encouragement telling us that, yes, it seems very doom and gloom. And, yes, the piping scene is awful at the moment. And it's going through such controversy with all of this stuff about finance and all the rest. But, yeah, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Essentially, it is about the music. We all love this music. And, honestly, it isn't in a better place. You know, when you consider some of the performances that happened at the Worlds this past year, some of the majors... And even when you look at competitions this past weekend, like there was a competition in Germany this past weekend, and some of the standard there was insane. It was insane. So I have to say, the standard of piping and drumming has never been higher around the world, internationally. And the love for this music, it's second to none, you know? So I honestly think that if this RSPBA thing did go the wrong way, We're not going to be stuck. There's enough people passionate enough about it to be able to do something about it. And that that I think I really do take comfort in. Now, a lot of you guys out there, obviously, I'm not going to cover all the angry emails. Some of them, to be honest, were just kind of hurling insults. And not going to get into that and name calling and blah, blah, blah. All that nonsense. You know, if you do want to email and abuse and stuff and uh, name calling and all that kind of nonsense, feel free. You can. Our email box is open. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Feel free. You can do your worst. Um, but <laughs> obviously, your email will not make the podcast, unfortunately. So, sorry. <laughs> Let's get on to something a little lighter, shall we? It's been really heavy so far, hasn't it? Wow, controversial. All right, let's get into something a bit more fun. This one came in from Chris Shepard. He said, good day, Rab. It is that time of year again, the Capital District Youth Pipe Band, Novice B World Champs, by the way. He worked that in there like that, Chris. (laughs) He says, they're having their indoor competition. Of course, I did think it was going to be happening soon around the start of the year. So this is on February 29th. As the attached entry form shows, so he's actually sent me some entry forms. Uh, so there will be solo grades on the day, offered from grade 5 practice chanter and drum pad, all the way through to the professional grades and the open grades. So, plus there'll be mini band competitions, all of that. Now, deadline for the entries are February 16th. Uh, so he says here, dang, he has to get his entry form in. So, yes, in the past, Chris will also give us a list of all the winners and stuff. Hashtag list. Good man, Chris. Chris, I actually I love lists. Now, so yes, for those of you who want to put in your entry form for this, for the Capital District Youth Pipe Bank indoor competition, like I said, you just need to find them on social media or even contact Chris Shepard and he will sort you out with all your entries and all the rest. So, yeah, you have until February 16th to get your forms in. So, also, as it's been a while, how's your daughter doing on the pipes? Hmm. It has been about a year now, correct? Is she in a band? 
which one or is she just a soloist at this time a lot of people actually oh sorry thank you that was chris shepherd <laughs> he's a piper with the city of albany pipe band thank you very much chris uh so yeah a lot of people asking about how my daughter's getting on and in fact if anything my daughter and i both are doing lessons at the same time andrew shulliday shout out to andrew has been teaching my daughter now for a long time, and he's been teaching myself now since, what, before December-ish? So, yeah, the pair of us are kind of learning together, and we're challenging each other now. You know, I would practice a certain bit, and I would get it, and then she wouldn't, and then it's, oh, I need to practice that up, and then before you know it, she's playing more than me. And, you know, it's it's a bit of friendly competition in the house at the minute. However, she does have one advantage over me, whereas she's on pipes. Yeah, my daughter's actually on pipes at the moment, struggling with blowing and everything, trying to keep steady tone and all of that. So that's where she is. But I have not. I haven't graduated the pipes yet. Now, I do believe, kind of. Well, she is associated at the moment with Tully Lagan Junior Pipe Band or their development band. Whether she'll be out with them this season or not, we don't know. It is slow progress. Obviously, we don't just want to shove her in there and then you know. <laughs> I don't know, either damage the band through bad performance or the opposite and develop a pile of bad habits and such. Don't know. We just don't want to push my daughter into the competitive circle too soon whenever she's not ready. You know, we want to make sure that everything, the playing's steady, the blowing's right and all of that and full of confidence. So whether we'll see my daughter compete this year in bagpipes, don't know. A lot of people real interested for some reason. <laughs> uh, but there you are. Yeah, she is uh, hopefully going to be playing with Tully Lagan Development Band. All those kids are amazingly talented. And so, yeah, she's doing what she can, folks. And actually, my channel's right here in front of me. Where is it? Okay. Yeah, it's here, just to prove it to you. And I was actually learning, uh, what is it? Uh, throwing D. No, I'm not even going to play it. I'm not even going to play it because I'll embarrass myself. I'll do it wrong. But yeah, I've been learning throwing D's and Dublins and everything and practicing away and I'm actually learning my first tune at the moment, which isn't Jingle Bells, according to everyone else. Although that is technically my first tune. <laughs> it's a claim to fame. Uh, but yeah, I'm learning. I'm getting there. And so is my daughter. So yeah, thank you, Chris, for asking. That's very kind of you. All right, flying on. We have another email in. This one comes from Fergus. He says, Hi Rob, I'm sending you a wee message regarding a project I'm undertaking at the minute in aid of the Ailey McLeod Memorial Trust. For this project, I have gathered together some great young piping talent, including Kieran Ross, Andrew Brodel, uh, Brodel, Andrew, hold on, Danny Hutchison. Whoa, there you go. Uh, he also says, along with other young traditional musicians, including myself. For those involved in the recording, are members of Shots and Dykehead Pipe Band and myself of Inverary. We have recorded a charity single, which we will be releasing along with a fundraising campaign with all proceeds going directly to the Ailey McLeod Memorial Trust. Now, how awesome is that? Apparently, he's also organising a gig at the National Piping Centre on the 13th of March, uh, where there will be acts such as Bradley Parker, and there'll be a set from Ali Levesque from Project Smoke, and there'll be a performance of this charity single, so that'll be the formal launch. Plus, then there'll be a Kaylee into the small hours. So, yes, he wanted to let you guys know about it and ask if I could give it a bit of promotion for him. So, there you are. March the 13th at the National Piping Centre, a fundraiser for the Ailey McLeod uh, Memorial Trust. What's not to love? Awesome stuff. So, there you go. Thank you, Fergus. I Yeah, I hope that's by way of a plug, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll certainly keep an eye out for that one at the National Piping Centre. So, mm, that should be a gig to get along to. Yeah. Speaking of gigs to get along to. 
<laughs> See how I did that? Hashtag professional radio guy. <laughs> Shout out to Klaus Kelt, who are still, at, at the moment, still selling tickets for their pre-season concert. And if anything, I still kind of, I'm pinching myself that they're still selling tickets for this. I honestly thought it would have been sold out by now. Uh, but yeah, Klaus Kelt presents 2020 Vision, the pre-season concert. This, of course, will be on Saturday, the 18th of April, in the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh. You can get them from the Marketplace Theatre box office. And on the lineup is myself. Me. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be on stage. I'm compare on the night. So you'll get to see me on stage sweating and being dead nervous, but also really enjoying myself because I can't wait to see some of these guys on stage. We have, of course, some Highland dancing displays, some drum majoring displays. Plus, we have Grancha, Ocaran, Tully Lagan, St. Mary's Derry Trasna. Plus, we have the hosts themselves, Klaus Kelt. And we have Field Marshal Montgomery. Now, what's not to love? This concert will be off the chain. And tickets at the minute are 14 quid. You need to go and grab these now when you can, folks. Trust me. This will be so insane. It'll be ridiculous. So, it's a pre-season concert. And it's just perfectly placed before the season kicks off proper the following month. So, we'll get to see, hopefully, a little sneak peek of what Klaus Kelt have been up to behind closed doors. Will we see some competition stuff from them? Maybe a little uh, half a MSR or something from Tully Lagan? Or a little sneak peek of what Grancha have been doing? Hmm, there's a lot of cool things that could happen at this concert. For all of us piping fans, I'm dead excited to see all of these guys on stage. That's going to be definitely a one to catch. So there you are. Go along to the Marketplace Theatre box office. Grab your tickets for it now when you still can. 2020 Vision. Now, also, by way of a shameless plug, the Kids with Cancer charity event is just around the corner. 22nd of February. This one is going to be insane! Now, I'm sure you guys have already sick to the back teeth of hearing me talking about it but suffice to say tickets for this are nearly all but gone so you need to go and grab them now contact gary smith direct on facebook to get your tickets or you can email them kidswithcancer2020 at outlook.com you can also uh, just donate if you want and that's their paypal address you can just email or send them a donation which is kidswithcancer2020 at outlook.com and they will just take donations straight through paypal so if you do want to help support the event and you can't actually be there that's one way to do it so there you go kids with cancer 2020 at outlook.com and if you are planning on going that's what the 22nd of february oh i can't wait for this so yes we uh, will be presenting a full big rab show podcast from this event i think we're actually going to have our own setup this time this year so if you do fancy appearing on the podcast just knock the door and come on in because we're going to have our own podcasting studio at this event very exciting stuff yeah so right let's get into things into the thick of it away from gig news uh one such gig actually has a bit of a double-edged sword that I've been plugging for a little while. <sighs> Let's get into some proper heavy news, shall we, folks? Yeah, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, of course, I've been plugging their gig at the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh on the 8th of February, and I've been telling you to go along to the edinburghcornexchange.com to grab your tickets. They're 11 quid. It's the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, for goodness sake, and it's, yeah, entitled Decade. Now, these guys are simply... Incredible. They are absolutely incredible live act, and you need to go and see them. All right? <laughs> so, if you can, go and grab tickets for it and go and see it in Edinburgh. 
Now, there's an extra reason for you now to go and see this concert. And it's, yeah, doubly sad. Actually, yesterday from when I'm recording this, Glasgow Police Pipe Band made the announcement that Pipe Major Alistair McLaren has made the decision to step down as Pipe Major. Now, this all came as a bit of a shock to all of us. Because, as you know, Alistair, obviously, is the Pipe Major of Glasgow Police Pipe Band. But he's also musical director for the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Whoa. So, this is result. This is ha- this is a result of Andrew going through a bit of a difficult time. And I think, let me see, I'll read the statement here. Uh, let me see. See, this is me being prepared, isn't it? Uh, as with regret, Alistair McLaren has decided to step down as pipe major due to unforeseen and pressing family matters in his native Australia. This has resulted in him taking the difficult decision to return to Australia on a permanent basis. So the band themselves wish Alistair all the very best at a very difficult time. Now, we're not aware of what this difficult situation is, but clearly, you know, personal issue is a personal issue. So he's made this decision and fair play to him for making that. It could not have been easy. You know, having such a prestigious uh, appointment, such as Pipe Major of Glasgow Police, you know, wow. Plus also being musical director of such a giant, you know, musical movement that is the National Youth Pipe Band, you know, that would not have been easy. So, yeah, same from ourselves here in the Rab Show. We actually met Alistair quite a number of times. We know he listens to the show. Um, yeah, it's with deep regret that we're going to say cheerio to Alistair for a while. So, yeah, absolutely got it. So following Alistair's decision on Friday past, the band management then had to do something. They had to put in place a strategy to appoint a new pipe major. So there's 45 band members at present who have been working for the 2020 season since October. And apparently they will continue to do so. They haven't lost anyone else. At this point, the band will welcome applications and expressions of interest for the role of pipe major. Applications will be treated in the strictest confidence and should be be sent to the following email address, glasgopolicepipeband at gmail.com. So, yeah, the band can confirm that a robust management and financial infrastructure remains in place. So, you know, you're not going to have to worry about fundraising and all of the kind of nitty gritty. You could just really concentrate on doing your PM role. Now, closing dates for applications to for the pipe major post for Glasgow Police is Tuesday the 11th of February. So they do want to get this sorted very quickly. So there you have it. Tuesday the 11th of Feb if you are interested in the pipe major role at Glasgow Police. Now, I do know that a lot of people out there are speculating already as to who could possibly be lined up for the role. But as we could see, no one's lined up. They are opening a, well, an open competition, really, and asking for applications. So, I guess, once we have confirmation from the band who the new pipe major will be, we will report on the story when it happens. I have to say, from all of us on The Big Rab Show, we regret, big time, seeing Alistair McLaren step down. We honestly think that he's done a cracking job at Glasgow Police, and equally so at the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. This past year, he was the lone piper at the Belfast Tattoo, of which you can see a video of him performing on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel, so that's well worth a watch. Not a dry eye in the house. Incredible stuff. His performance was just epic. So, yeah, when I'm talking about the National Youth Pipe Band, the current director, Alistair McLaren, is stepping down after the concert. 
So this will be his last engagement with the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Plus, it'll be his last concert, actually. Concert performance, uh, it'll be the last time to see him play. So, I don't know. I was really gutted when I read this. But then whenever I heard that it was because of a personal matter and unforeseen pressing family matters in his native Australia, then, you know... Essentially, what we do in this bagpiping world is a hobby. And family and all of that comes first, you know. So, yeah, completely respect the decision. And, yeah, I dare say, we'll see you back again, Alistair. You know, a player of your calibre, mate, will not be too scarce. <laughs> so, don't worry. You can, you know, continue to tune in to yourselves on the Big Rab Show. And we will keep you up to date, mate, on all the goings on in the bagpiping world. So, um, yeah, you'll never you know, be without knowing what the results are that week. Hashtag lists. Uh, so, yeah, it's with big regret that we see Al- Alistair step down, but yeah, it's exciting times at Glasgow Police. You know, seeing a new guy step into the helm can be a little bit risky, though, at this point of the season. January, February time, bands are already on pipes and drums and ironing out, you know, breaks and harmonies and little intricacies before the competition season starts proper here in May. So, yeah, is that enough time for a new PM to step into the role and find their feet and all of that? So, I guess we'll wait and see. Fascinating stuff, though, I have to say. All right. I have to give a little bit of a plug this week for G1. Go on, G1, you legends. <laughs> G1 are absolute legends, by the way. And I know everyone's going, oh, God, Rob, shush. G1, oh, you're G1 on the brain. Now, yes, G1 are an incredible company, and recently they've been plugging a couple of new products. Woohoo, baby! Have they not half? Have you guys seen these? Woo! Yep, the G1 Solo Blackwood Platinum Chanter. Have you seen this? G1 Solo Blackwood Chanter. They've been uploading videos of this chanter in action. Now, this is a long, obviously. Yeah, they play the Blackwood Chanter, but it's also played along with the Platinum Reed setup. And yeah, Scott Wallace has been performing and playing little video clips and stuff of the Chanter. Oh, is it good? Oh, is it good? Now, clearly, it's yeah, it's definitely full solo work. I don't honestly think you'd be able to play this Chanter in your band. It might be a little bit flatter than regular band chanters. It's just my ear. I could be wrong. What do I know? I'm a drummer. Uh, but yeah, the solo Blackwood chanter really sounds sweet. I would like you to go along now and check out G1 Reads on social media. Look at the performances uploaded of Scott Wallace playing this amazing chanter. It's, it just sounds amazing. Now, speaking of the solo chanter, the Blackwood solo chanter, they also have a brand new G1 Elite the G1 Elite Chander. Now, these were the bad boys played by Inverary when they lifted their worlds this past year. Now, to read the proper blurb on it, the new Elite Chander can be played alongside our Platinum Chander. So, yeah, are you confused yet? There's the Platinum one that we've been plugging for the longest time, plus they have these brand new Elite Chanders. So, they give unrivaled harmonics in their band and it blends and pitches the same as the Champion's Choice Platinum Chanter and Reed Combo. Now, they do give some specifics, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, they have slightly larger oval holes and the whole chanter comfortably pitches to 478 to 482 in 20 degree heat. Now, that isn't bad at all. So, yeah, with the, with the larger holes and everything, apparently... Yeah, it's 
registers quite comfortably in a real sharp range, which is perfect for band playing. So, yeah, if you're a member of a grade one or grade two band and you are tuning that a little bit sharper, like you are nowadays, perhaps this Elite Chanter could be one worth looking at because it does naturally sit within that higher range, 478 to 482. Now, I think, um, let me see, was it the Platinum Chanter? I think it was a pitch uh, a little bit higher than that. I'm not sure. This is me being a complete drummer, uh, but I do think the platinum one was a little bit sharper. So, yeah, I need you to go and check it out. Have a look at it for yourself. There is actually giving away a bit of a draw at the moment on G1's website. If you do want to go and win one of these, all you have to do is enter. What's their Facebook page, actually? So go along, G1 Reads on Facebook, and they have a free draw where you can actually go and win yourself one of these G1 Elite Chanters. So what's not to love? You'll get a chanter completely for nothing, just for entering a Facebook competition. So there you go. Shout out to G1. Couple of amazing new products. And guys, trust me, it takes two minutes of your time to go and check it out, and you will not regret it. Some of the new products coming from G1, simply outstanding. All right. And that's not just biased because they sponsor us. Come on. Ugh. Right. Okay. <laughs> I have to say a shout out to the 78th Fraser Highlander Pipe Band who were celebrating Burns Night along with everyone else. Yeah, hundreds of Burns Nights around the world where you guys were out celebrating, playing tunes and all sorts. So shout out goes to Tully Lagan. Uh, I think there's so many other bands. Um, Kildog. 78th was definitely one that comes to mind. So many bands. I'm going to start naming names and people get upset because I don't name them. But yeah. So many bands and pipers all playing at various Burns Nights around the world. I hope you all had the best time. All had a happy Burns Night. And then the very following day, the 26th of January, was Australia Day. It was Australia Day. Happy Australia Day. So that goes out to all of our Australian listeners. I hope you all had the best Australian Day. Now, if anything, I don't really know what you do to celebrate Australia Day. Other than some of the Snapchats I received from Honey Bourbon, which seemed to be barbecue, beer, and bagpipes. So, yeah. <laughs> that seemed to be Honey Boo Boo's, uh, yeah, Australia Day. So, I shout out. <laughs> now, speaking of Andrew, Andrew Dye, that is, he composed or rearranged our composition, I should say, originally composed by Eric Evanhouse, The Big Rab Show Hornpipe. It's been rearranged by Andrew. Honey bourbon! Yep, and um, something really quite special happened this past week. Now, I did play you guys the hornpipe on last week's show. We played Honey Bourbon's rearranged Big Rab show, and you heard it yourselves. It's not an easy tune. If anything, Honey Bourbon has made it even harder than... <laughs> He's made it so difficult to play. It's not an easy tune, um, but it is catchy. It's so catchy. So, yeah, I love Eric's original version. It has a certain kind of sway to it. I, I really love it. And then the Honey Boo Boo's version, Andrew's version, it's equally just as good as well. I'm kind of hard pushed to pick one, to be honest. So, the original one has a drum score, as you guys heard on the show, by Kerr McQuillan. Simply amazing! And, uh, yeah, we played that here on the show. But, this new version... By Honey Bourbon, Andrew Dye, now has a drum score composed by Andrew Heinicke. What's that about? What's that about? Yeah, affectionately known as Cobra on another podcast. 
Kso Cobra. He has composed a drum score to Andrew Dye's rearrangement of The Big Rab Show. Now, I don't know if you managed to see this, but you can go and check it out now. It's up there on AR2 Drumming Studio on Patreon. And it's completely free. You can go and have a look at it and listen. Download the sheet music and try and play it yourself. Um, It's simply outstanding. Well, yeah. I need to let you guys hear this. So here it is. Here's Andrew Heunicke and his drum score to Andrew Dye's rearrangement of the Big Rab Show Hornpipe, originally composed by Eric Evanhouse. <laughs> simply amazing so this is the tune now kind of arranged by the two andrews we have andrew heunicke and andrew dow you guys are just simply brilliant and uh you know i love how people are being so creative with this like we've had Kerry mcquillan in there but his drum score is outstanding we of course had the original uh you know composed by eric evanhouse the legend and we've had it performed by various different people on practice chanters and such and dagger pipes and uh, Blair digital chanters and different things. Um, this has went to an all new different level. So far, like we have a piper from Australia arranging a tune from a guy in America who read it. And then we have a dude in Scotland who wrote a drum score. And now we've got Andrew Heunigge writing a drum score. Come on. This is getting ridiculous, folks. You guys are so incredibly talented. Thank you to everyone who's took up the Big Rab Show challenge. But I dare say we are not done. We have we are not done. We have not reached the pinnacle just yet, I don't think. Now we have two associated drum scores by two drumming legends and two pretty decent piping performances. I dare say the next step for our tune, and I'm going to throw the gauntlet down here, I dare say the next point of call for our tune is to actually hear a band playing it. If we were to have a band playing the Big Rab Show Hornpipe, be it the Andrew Dye arrangement or the original from Eric. Either way, I think we would lose our minds. And the Big Rab Show Hornpipe Challenge will be game over. And 
<laughs> declare the winner. So, yeah, the challenge still exists. We do think there's more that can be done with this. You guys are so creative. We reckon we will hear the hornpipe played with an orchestra, with a rock band, and, of course, with a pipe band. So this thing has so much further to go. Ah, oh, man, so excited. Cannot wait to see what you guys continue to do with the Big Rab Show tune. If you are interested, by the way, in the sheet music and all the rest and listening to these recordings, they're up there now on the Rab Show Facebook page, as always. Or indeed, you can contact us at the Rab Show. Just email us, and we will certainly send you across the sheet music for any of these, any of the drum scores or any of the actual pipe scores themselves. You just yeah, email us, and we'll send them over to you. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Okay, a little bit of exciting news then. The Glengarry Pipe Band is hosting something quite interesting. Yeah, did you guys see this? On May the 2nd, 2020, in the Heart and Crown in Bayward Market, there. And that's so excited. They're hosting Drumming for Drinks. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Drumming for Drinks is now leaving Scotland and it's going international and it's going to Ottawa, Canada. Oh my word. So this is, of course, it's going to be hosted by the Glengarry Pipe Band, but also the Innovation Percussion Crowd. All those guys will all be there hosting this event. Now, I don't know if this is the first of its kind outside of the UK. I could be wrong in saying that quite possibly it is. But man, if you can get to this, you really need to. Go and check out the Glengarry Pipe Band. This event will be off the chain. Now, if Drumming for Drinks at Pipe and Live is anything to go by... You will want to get to this. So get that in your calendar. May 2nd, 2020. And just go and check out Glengarry Pipe Band. They have full information up there about this event. You're going to want to check it out. And also, on, I just wanted to give a quick shout out on this week's podcast to Rachel Tom. Yeah, who is now in, an endorsee of Remo. Yeah. Who, who is also an endorsee of Remo? <clears throat> Only Jim Kilpatrick. So congratulations to Rachel Tom. You're up there with pipe band drumming royalty. Yourself and Jim Kilpatrick are now endorsees of Remo. Drumheads. Fantastic stuff. Very exciting. Okay, let's fly on. Another little bit of piping news. Now, a lot of people have been asking me about the pipe band, old pipe band recordings Facebook page. And I've been directing you to that. And you still need to go and check it out. Trust me. You will spend hours and hours and hours watching through the old videos. Some of them are simply amazing. So, old pipe band recordings on Facebook. We're still sending out the link for it, so you need to go and check that out. Okay, I have to give a shout this week to Boghall. Boghall and Bathgate were in concert this past week. 25th of January, they were at the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall and absolutely smashed it out of the park. Everyone who I knew who were at that event simply told me, that concert could have been done as a pre-Worlds concert and would have went down a storm. So, yes, as part of the Celtic Connections Festival, Boghall and Bathgate hit the stage and presented just a, yeah, a masterpiece of piping and drumming. If anything, one of the particular highlights was the drum salute, the salute to Tom Brown. Whoo! Go and check that out. We have uh, videos on all of that, of course, up on the Rab Show Facebook page. You need to go and have a look at them. Now, obviously, these videos might be a little... Mm, they're shot from the crowd. They're not professional, so sometimes the visual and the audio may not be top-notch. But well worth checking out at the same time because, yeah, Boghall and Bathgate, even now it's January... They are smashing it. They're absolutely smashing They sound incredible. 
So fair play to you guys at Bog Hall. You put on one heck of a show. And I just really wish I was there. But nah, I wasn't. So there you go. Uh, so go and check it out. There are little video clips and little sneak peeks and stuff of what happened at the concert. Well worth looking at. Shout out to Bog Hall. You guys clearly are working hard and just sound amazing. Well done. Okay, on to podcasting news. Now, this past week, uh, a lot of you guys are still continuing to email me and ask me my opinions of a particular podcast. Hmm. Yeah, this week, episode 10 of the Pod Band Pipecast dropped this past week. Now, a lot of you guys are still continuing to discover this podcast and ask me my opinion. Hey, Rob, you talked about this podcast. I went and listened to it. Uh, What do you think about it? Well, do you know what? Up until now, I have yet to give a strong personal opinion on this podcast. And uh, now I think uh, I've... I've given it long enough thought and everything. Now we're 10 episodes in. I have to be honest. I do feel that the podcast is... The premiere Pipe Band Podcast. It's a difficult listen at times. Sometimes it can be just really difficult to listen to. And I mean that in the best possible way. The reason being is because episode 10 dropped this past week. And it was about pipe band associations. I got dead excited. I listened to this and thought, ooh, they're going to talk about associations. Perhaps we're going to get into something juicy here. The premier pipe band podcast. Instead, we learned all about the Midwest Pipe Band Association and their desert branch. And what I learned from that podcast, after about an hour, is that Stu from, do you remember the Beer Tent Boys? Yeah, bass drummer with Tucson and District Pipe Band. Stu from the Beer Tent Boys is president of the desert branch. And that's what I learned. I didn't learn anything else. So, I guess this podcast, I don't don't know. This is 10 episodes in, and they are the premier pipe band podcast. The premier pipe band podcast. You know, 10 episodes in, and they're still sticking with that. But I do feel it is for a certain demographic. It might not be for people who have been in the piping world for quite a while or who know what's going on. It's more pegged at a beginner level, I feel. You know, there was episodes uh, like What is a Drum Major? And things like that, you know. And they, yeah. It is pitched at a certain level where people coming at it from a completely non-piping background can get some kind of an insight into the piping world. Whether that insight is all correct, some occasions can be, you know, on the mark, sometimes can miss, but it's put out there as fact, and they are the premier pipe band podcast. The premier pipe band podcast. And it can be kind of difficult to step away from from that. So I guess, hey, you know, I wish them good luck, and 10 episodes in now, and sometimes I just find it a difficult listen is my honest opinion. Sometimes it can be difficult to get through, to kind of get the facts, and I don't know. I just don't believe it's pitched at a certain level that, you know, myself as a piping veteran, you know, I'm too old. Maybe that's it, I'm too old. Rab, you're now funny-duddy, shut up. So, do you know what? I wish them well. If anyone in the podcasting world is talking about piping and drumming, and that's what these guys are doing, honestly, I wish them well. I wish them the best. The, the podcasting world is a big world, and the more people talking about piping and drumming, honestly, the better. 
I honestly can't say that I'll be catching each and every episode now of the Podband Pipecast. Um, I'll probably catch it when I can. Um, hey, it is what it is. If you guys want, you can go over there and check it out. You know, by way of a shameless plug, go over there, say, hey, Big Rab Show sent you, and say hello and be nice and all of that. But, um, yeah, it is what it is, guys. Just uh, by way of a forewarning, it may not be for piping veterans. It may be com- people, complete beginners and such. So there you go. Go and check it out. They did have some cool guests on, I have to say, though. You know, they had uh, Kevin Conquest is on there. Kevin's a legend in the piping world. So, yeah, go and check them out. So there you go. That's me. That's my opinion. You have asked about it often enough. And that's my honest opinion. Now we're 10 episodes in for them. I wish as well, guys. Ten episodes of the Pod Band Pipecast, and you're the premier piping podcast. The premier pipe band podcast. <clears throat> all right, let's get on to another bagpiping podcast. Now, this one has me all sorts of excited. I did tell you guys about this this past couple of weeks, and you need to check it out because episode one has just dropped, baby. Woo! Yeah, Stephen Russell, of course, of the Grace Note Vortex and previously of the Big Rab Show team. Stephen was helping us out in the Rab Show, actually, this past couple of years. So, Stephen has cut ties with us at the Rab Show. Boo! But he has started up his brand new podcast. Yay! And this one, to be honest, it's episode one. And it's a cracker. It's really, really good. It's Yeah, the podcast is called Up to the Line pipe band podcast now you need to go and listen to this bad boy uh, trust me you will not be disappointed now it's an educational podcast brought to you by the guys of akadabui bagpipe specialist which is not easy to say for a northern irishman akadabui bagpipe specialist it's a bit of a mouthful uh, but hey it's awesome that they're supporting these guys and helping them bring this podcast to the airwaves thank you and uh, I am absolutely a fan. I listened to episode one now. Obviously, I am on there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they put myself on as the first guest. They interviewed me and talked all about, you know, the piping world and blah, blah, blah. Not going to spoil the interview. You're going to have to go and listen to it. Uh, but, it's yeah, it's proper good fun. It's a real good podcast. It's You know, it's fun. It's well-pitched. They talk about everything from an educational standpoint. That's what this podcast is about. They talk about the educational aspect, learning, developing, all that sort of stuff in the bagpiping world. That's what this one is all about. It's very interesting stuff. And the first topic they tackle, actually, is about, yeah, learning online, the possible pitfalls and the benefits. So it's really interesting. So there you are, by way of a shameless plug, up to the line, a pipe band podcast. This is one that I can wholeheartedly recommend. I've listened to episode one now at least three times. (laughs) (laughs) since it dropped you need to go and check it out and if you do please go over and say to steven and the guys say hey hello big rab sent me uh what's going on over here over in this thing trust me you'll not be disappointed it is a proper good conversation with these guys and you know what i was a fan of the grace note vortex when it dropped i loved the grace note vortex uh so here they are they're back but it's a brand new product it's not grace note i have to stress that it is completely different from grace note vortex um, and we hope there will be more episodes than Grace No Vortex. <laughs> I think they actually joked about it on this episode. So, yeah. Will we see more than eight episodes in three years? I really hope so. Uh, but, yeah, this has real genuine promise. I am nothing but a fan. Steven and the guys, well done, guys. I absolutely love it. And, yeah, 
you get nothing but a thumbs up from ourselves in the Rab Show. Good luck to you. Also, have to give a particular shout out to the guys at Chanter Rant. Yeah, hashtag one of the six, baby. Yeah, they finally dropped their episode 100. Now, this was a week late. <laughs> it was a week late, and uh, it was worth the wait, though, I have to say. Yeah, obviously, it took them that length of time to edit through their live show. It was, um, 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 it was usual chanter rant fair, to be honest. It's not for the faint-hearted. So listener discretion is advised. You know, I do say that each and every time I mention chanter rant. But, hey, episode 100, congratulations to you guys. Honestly, it is a huge milestone to do 100 episodes. Uh, so, yeah, fantastic stuff. So, yeah, if you are interested, go and check out Chanter Rant episode 100 is up there now. Uh, it's well worth a listen. So, you know what? The podcasting world... As much as my controversial comments on the pod band Pipecast might draw some fire from the pipe band world, say, oh, come on, Rob, you're being too harsh. Um, you can draw your own conclusions. You guys have been asking me for my opinion, and my opinion is honestly that sometimes it can be a difficult listen to get the salient facts. And that's what it is. But you know what? It's episode 10. I did feel in the beginning, you know, episode 1 to come out with, uh, you know, we are the premier pipe band podcast, and we've just launched. I was like, what? <laughs> but then you know 10 episodes in we're still going and <sighs> do you know what go and have a listen to it yourselves and but i can definitely give you the big rab show seal of approval on this up to the line podcast you need to go and check it out if you're a podcasting fan and you are because you're listening to this go and check out steven and uh you, bleh, you need to check it out up to the line pipe bomb podcast go and have a listen and then obviously give the guys a chant around some love for episode 100. And then indeed, go and check ourselves out on Patreon. Shameless plug. <laughs> okay, enough about the podcasting world. It's been busy in the piping world, like I just said. And the podcasting world has just become alive again with a new introduction of a new one. There you go. All right, I reckon it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea at this point. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com, serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com, offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you, with a full custom design from Andante Drums, and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Time for Topic of the Week. And this week's Topic of the Week is all about Winter Storm, baby! Yeah. Now, the guy with the most American-sounding name in the world will be your host for this next segment, Mr. Michael Eagle of Rhythm Monster. How American's that? Do you know what I mean? Like, you will never meet a guy in my local pub here in Northern Ireland with a name like Michael Eagle. 
Because if you did, you'd be wearing a cowboy hat. You go, hey, man, I'm Michael Eagle. So it's awesome to have Michael from Rhythm Monster to uh, present some of these interviews. And honestly, simply fantastic. And some of the people he gets chatting to at Winterstorm were just outstanding. Now, I have to stress, these interviews will be edited. They will be cut down for time because uh, there is a whole load of... Uh, yeah, interviews that Michael managed to grab for us at Winterstorm. If you are interested in hearing the full uncut interviews, head along to the Big Rab Show on Patreon, where we'll be, we will be uploading the entire uh, uh, interviews uncut, no edits, and you guys can go and enjoy the entire conversation. If there is any one particular person that you're interested in hearing the full story from, then do consider going on there to the Rab Show on Patreon, and you can yeah check out the interview in its entirety. But for now, yeah, Michael is at Winterstorm when he some of these are recorded. And sometimes, yeah, this is recorded after the fact. But he does talk to some of the big names here at Winterstorm this past year. And I can't thank him enough. Michael is an absolute legend. The guys at Rhythm Monster are legends. And what they're doing in the bagpiping world is simply outstanding. And so, yeah, fantastic stuff. So without further ado, I'll hand everything over here. Yeah. To Michael Eagle. <laughs> All right, guys, this is Michael Eagle from Rhythm Monster again, coming to you from Winterstorm 2020. Uh, we are, it just ended a day or so ago, and I am here with Madam President Beth Wilson. How's it going, Beth Wilson? It's going good. So, thank you. Man, thank you for everything you and your organization does. Can you can you tell us a little bit about your role in MHAF and Winterstorm today and, and what it's been in its history? Okay. Well, today I'm president of the organization, and I started out 19 years ago as one of the few volunteers that was helping produce the event, register customers, and meet everyone who came to the workshop initially. So this was my 19th year, and I'm looking forward to the 20th year. That is amazing. So you've been in it from day one, and you are the big boss now of everything, yeah? Yes, from the bottom to the top. Excellent. <laughs> so tell us about that. Can you tell us about your team and, and how you guys have been able to create this beautiful, wonderful event for all of us? Well, the money that originally started the event was uh, given to us from another nonprofit group called the Kansas City Caledonian Pipe Band. And members that were of that band became the original board members mm. of Midwest Highland Arts Fund. So that was the seed money that started the event. When that band folded, the money was supposed to be rolled over into a nonprofit for the arts and mm. just, you know share piping and drumming and help steep the, the culture of the arts in this community in the Midwest. So that's how Cliff and Jeff and Mark Stanfield mm -hmm. and Henry Spangler mm -hmm. and Matt Klein got started and that was the original board did you guys have this vision in the beginning was your vision to create uh you know this this monster of an event that it is today well we never knew that it would take on a world appearance mm -hmm. you know we were hoping to do something that would be known in the area mm -hmm. like kansas missouri colorado arkansas you know the midwest because we don't have events mm -hmm. you know we had to go to canada or we had to go to scotland and we had to go to you know, Pennsylvania or Ohio or, you know, Stone Mountain yeah. or it was just we had to go every place else yeah. or California for camps, Oregon for camps. And so that was the only interaction we would have with the world champions or mm -hmm. the world's top players, whether it was piping or drumming or snare or tenor yeah. or bass until this event started. 
It's excellent. And, and I mean, it's such a convenient location being in the center of the United States. Um, I hear from international travelers. They, they have a lot of options to fly to a bigger city and then to Kansas City. And so certainly for North American pipe band folks, it seems to be an ideal place. And I'm with you. I mean, I certainly personally share in that pain. Being from Arkansas, man, it wasn't just... How do I learn this stuff and where do I go? I got to go where to try to find something. And fortunately for me, as I said before, you guys had just started cranking up when I was starting to wonder, what what is this pipe band thing? Is, is it for me? How can I learn about it? And then one trip to Winter Storm and bang, it was over. And now you tell us about some of the countries that you have either attendees or artists traveling from. Well, we have... Of course, Scotland mm-hmm. and the Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. and we have the Republic of Ireland. Mm-hmm. We've had instructors from um, this year, Australia and Japan, yeah. as well as last year, which that was rather exciting. Yeah. And we've had um, attendees from Denmark, the, Nev- the Netherlands. Yep. I think we had someone from France. That's right. Yep. We, had a, we had a competitor from Australia mm-hmm. this year. So thus, the Australian flag appeared at the concert, yep. which was exciting. We've had Alaska, Hawaii, mm-hmm. Argentina. Had, yes, yep. Argentina. So we've had all, all the. I think all the provinces have been represented here. At least most of them, you know, almost every year. It's it's pretty incredible. And I, I think if if you are one who goes to the worlds every year, some of the big games, you get to see everyone there once a year. But now you get to see everyone twice a year. Yeah. If you're not someone who has has the benefit of going to Scotland every year. I mean, I don't know how many times I've said this. If you live in North America and if you invest in yourself and your musicianship, your participation in pipe bands, if you do one thing, it has to be Winter Storm. Mm-hmm. Pretty cut and dry, I think. What would you say, since we have the, the big grab worldwide awesome pipe band audience here, what would you say to someone who's maybe on the fence, whether they live in North America or they live abroad, what's something you could say to them uh, that they that they would need to know about this event that will make them say, okay, that's it. I'm totally going. We know the artists. We know the solo contest. Big stuff. We all got that. Check and check. What are some other things you maybe won't know or won't experience unless you've been here? Well, I feel that we deliver an experience here with Winter Storm that everybody benefits from, whether they be a competitor, a workshopper, even, an, even one of the guests that just comes to listen. I mean, you're immersed in such a society of interest of the piping and drumming and they're from all walks of life so i mean it has something to offer everyone and it's it's very hard to describe the winter storm experience unless you've experienced it It, it's so true it's you know we we all know we're a tight-knit worldwide community i think we really feel that at the games we feel that in scotland but it's it's for whatever reason different here I don't know if it's because of, you know, the cold weather. You know, the, the title Winter Storm is brilliant, by the way. It's just a warning for what's happening. It's cold here, <laughs> right? Not but for the faint of heart. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> buy a bigger coat, buy bigger boots. That's right. So maybe it's that. It could be the cold. It could be the fact that it's in the Midwest. I don't know. But it's certainly the, the community aspect is just different here. And it's awesome. It's, it's intoxicating, I think. Right. It's good stuff. I mean, Midwesterners, they're known for their hospitality, and we try to make certain that we welcome everyone with the same, you know, I guess we're just grace because we love having them here. Yeah, I, I think that's that's felt pretty loud and clear. So, Winter Storm 2020, again, was the 19th year, yes? 19th concert and workshop. Right. So, are there any any special things unique that 
uh, the MHAP people have been talking about to make the 20th winter storm super special. Anything you're willing to share with the Big Rab community? There would be a lot of surprises. Okay. Not all of the surprises have been announced. Okay. um, We discussed earlier a surprise that Mm -hmm. I think would be fun to announce. I think we could share at least one surprise. One surprise. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're the monster. This was our winter storm was our birthday, if you will. We're the monster launched in 2018 at winter storm very strategically we started building our our snare drum tutor music theory tutor our our initial class offering we plan to produce all that to unveil this new company at winter storm in 2018 so it works beautifully for us because it's it's our birthday every year we come here to celebrate winter storm and another cool thing you offer to sponsors is you you offer this vending area where distributors and manufacturers and educational companies like ours we can set up and demonstrate our products it's been beautiful and so we've been a sponsor now for two years this is our third year to sponsor with our cool little educational tech station and we as well have been thinking about what else can we do to support this event what else can we add to this? And it's got to be something mega cool for year 20. And so I agree. I think this is an okay time to, to talk about this. So uh, as it's the beginning of year three, that means it's the end of year two. So to end and celebrate the end of year two, Rhythm Monster, we're going to partner with MHAF and Winter Storm. And we are going to offer to one lucky Rhythm Monster drummer subscriber a free international plane ticket. Now, what that means is if you're from North America and if you win this fun little campaign of ours, we will fly we will fly you to the World Pipe Band Championships on us. However, if you don't live in North America or if you live in North America and you choose otherwise, we will also fly you to Winter Storm 2021. What an opportunity. Yeah. Great thing for our 20th birthday, and, and it'll be your third birthday. That, that's right. And I think it's the best thing we could possibly do when we say, you know, what can we do to provide a real educational and inspirational experience for people? You know, often the barrier is, man, it's expensive to travel. And we think this is a baby step in, you know, the bigger picture of things we want to do. And so, yeah, we'll more information about this later. We'll, we'll send out some Facebook things, some email things, so people understand exactly how we're going to choose who gets this awesome this awesome prize and honestly if you live anywhere you live in the world you basically get to choose we'll either fly you to the world pipe band championships or we will fly you to winter storm because we all know if you really want to learn the pipe band thing you gotta go to scotland eventually but but if that's not it if that's not for you if you can't go there or if you live in scotland and you go there every year we really think the next thing you need to think about doing is winter storm so we will happily fly you to winter storm if you win this fun little game of ours absolutely i think it's great great synergy and help build our event and i mean it was easy to start the event Mm. from a piper's perspective Mm. but i believe because of cliff davis being a drummer and Mm. the president prior to me Mm -hmm. we've worked really hard to enrich the drumming and bring contests that weren't available in north america and try to build the drumming aspect of it and this will help us solidify that I, I believe so and you know the um again more details about what you got to do and how we select who wins this prize but we're, we're definitely looking for we're looking for a story right we're looking for someone who who needs that opportunity to really enrich their lives with piping and drumming 
and, and just maybe have a few challenges to work around. And we're going to help with one of those significant challenges usually for any of us, which is the travel expenses. So I certainly, yeah, I mean, this, this, I think this is the least we can do since you guys have helped so many other people with this activity and this event. Oh, but it's not done. Oh, there's more. That's right. Since we are really, really good friends with the awesome people at Ensemble, who is the excellent online cloud-based notation software program, Ensemble is going to add a little proverbial cherry on top of this for the one lucky prize winner. We are also going to cover the entry fees for Winter Storm for free. That is a wonderful opportunity. It's pretty cool. So we'll pay for your flight, and you get to go to the event for free on behalf of Rhythm Monster M. Haffen Ensemble. But if you choose to fly to the World Pipe Band Championships, Ensemble will cover your two days on the green and VIP seats up in the Grade 1 arena as well. That's such a wonderful opportunity. Pretty cool, huh? So cool. Thanks, Ensemble. We really appreciate that. Excellent. So thank you for everything that you have done on behalf of all of us at Ensemble, Rhythm Monster, everyone at the Big Rab Show, Big Rab Community. We can't say thank you enough. And I have to ask you a very Big Rabby question, and that is Beth Wilson, boss lady, Madam President, what is your favorite cheese? Stilton. Wow. I love Stilton. I don't think I'm familiar with this cheese. Well, every time I'm in Scotland, that was the first time I was Mm. introduced to Stilton. So now I buy it in this country so I can... You know, have that that experience of being back in Scotland. Stilton. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I am I am totally going to look that up now. Yeah. Is it, is this a Scottish cheese or a cheese you it's only? It's an find? English cheese. It's an English cheese. Okay. But of course, when we were first spending time in Scotland, you know, the cheese course always follows the dessert course. Yeah, and yeah. That would be when the Stilton would be coming out Very with cool. the single malts and all the other things are mm. enjoyed after the dessert portion of the meal. So we've always had fond memories of having Stilton particularly with a, a family in uh, Bridge Vallon that had adopted us. And wow. that's why we got to spend so much time in Scotland is because we could stay at their house. That is a great answer. I have a feeling that the uh, Google search traction is going to peak for Stilton, Stilton. after oh, this goes amazing. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Beth Wilson, again, on behalf of everyone at Big Rap Show, Rhythm Monster Ensemble, thank you so very much for all of your hard work every year and providing this for all of us. It's a beautiful thing that you guys do. Can't thank you enough. And thank you for hanging out with us and chatting today. Thank thank you for believing in us because this was a vision that a few people had and we're going to continue it. And I certainly don't want it to die on my watch. So I want to try to re-energize it for our 20th and have lots of surprises for all of you. More surprises to come. I love it. Thank you so much, Madam President. You're welcome. We are bringing to you the Big Rab Universe, Mr. Derek Cooper, this year's Winterstorm 2020 Gold Medal Snare Drum Champion yet again. How's it going, Derek Cooper? I'm doing really good, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. So this is actually a week or so after Winterstorm. I think all of us kind of have a dust settling period. How's it been for you, man? How's it been uh, coming off another win, off another awesome winter storm and integrating back into real life? Um, it's been pretty good. Uh, it's been a bit surreal, this one. Um, just the last few years have been uh, a little up and down. So the, to come off this one, you know, away with the wind was, was quite surreal and to come home. But I mean, home on Sunday, back to work on Monday kind of puts you back to reality real quick. So yeah. there's not too much <laughs> of uh, getting a lay around and soak it all in. Um, you kind of just get back right to work. So. Yeah, man. There's definitely, um, I I think it's challenging for all of us to figure out how to squeeze in such a 
you know, a, a demanding event like Winter Storm because it takes so much time and so much energy. And then to do one of the big gold medals on top of it, it's, it's hard to squeeze that in. And that's before we even talk about, you know, how you need to be as a musician to actually do well in the contest. So before we dig into that stuff, man, you've been coming to this event a long time. You have done the solo snare drumming contest a long time and had a lot of success. Can you give us a brief recap on your history in this event and what medals you've walked away with thus far? Uh, so my first year at Winter Storm would have been 2005, I believe. And I started in the grade three contest. Mm -hmm. And if it was finished second that year. And then I moved up to grade two in 2006. I was lucky enough to win that one. And then 2007, I played the grade one contest. I won that one. And then 2008 was my first year in the gold medal contest. Mm -hmm. And I was very fortunate <clears throat> enough to win that one. Um, so I've been in the gold medal contests or playing in the gold medal contests uh, every year since 2008. Wow. Um, I think I've won, I think it was 2008, 2011, 2012. Uh, 2016, and now this past year was would be the the years that I was lucky enough to to win the gold medal. That really is remarkable, man. And um, I I would assume, from what I can recall, having seen you all these years, that ever since you've been in the gold medal, you've probably been in the prize list. You've been in that the finals, the top six every uh, year, right? Yeah, um, I've the, yes. That's that's a, that's true. I have made the final. I mean, there's been a lot of different formats that yep. the, the contest has gone through. Um, the first the first couple years, uh, there was no final. There was everybody played an MSR and everybody played a hornpipe jig, mm -hmm. and then they moved because the contest was getting so big. Yeah, um, they moved to an MSR qualifier, um, and the final was a hornpipe jig, but both scores counted. And then they moved to just a true final where we had uh, you qualified with an MSR and you played a, f a final hornpipe jig and just the, the scores in the final counted. Mm. And and just in, I guess, in the last year or so, uh, I think, I think last year was the first year that they did this. Uh, they moved to an MSR qualifier and an MSR hornpipe jig straight through without stopping final. That's big time, uh, Sort of like the pipers do in the uh, light music. Yeah, and what do you think about that format, man? What do you think about the Big Five MSR Hornpipe Jig format? Uh, I think it's very difficult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's difficult only because it's a long time to to stay, you know, kind of stay your, you know, keep your concentration up and and stay in it. But um, it's it's something else. I mean, as the gold the gold uh, the gold medal players, we should be playing something more than just you know. The and stock MSR standard stuff, or, yeah. You know, um, it's tough to say. I mean, you've seen the World Solos has now changed to a double hornpipe, double jig final mm. format. Mm -hmm. um, and that has challenged everything, uh, the players as well. I think the best thing that's come out of it is it's forced the players to be creative. Um, you're starting to see, you know, if you watch the final um, this past week, uh, weekend, the there was not everybody's just doing straight breaks to the hornpipes and stuff like that. It's right. starting to push the envelope on creativity, which is good because it's making the players, the snare drummers think outside of the box a little bit more. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I personally really appreciate a guy like you calling attention to creativity 
Um, because I, I think we have so much in, in pipe bands and pipe band drumming that's deeply rooted in tradition, which is wonderful and beautiful and should never change. But there doesn't always seem to be many opportunities to express creativity. And I, I think you're right. I think this big MSR hornpipe jig thing, even if it is just that brief transition or thinking this, the key, if you will, the key signature of this hornpiper jig fits better with this, this MSR. These are, these are thoughts you wouldn't have. These are points of creativity you could not exercise if not for this big format. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's giving, it's just putting, it's putting the creativity back in our hands instead of just giving a black and white outline of you play this, 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 and that's it. Totally. Um, and I think that's starting to help, you know, it's going to, it's going to make the players better because you can't just go in and play it safe. I mean, the guys that, the guys that are doing stuff a little funky or, you know, challenging or, or just basically pressing the boundaries a little bit, um, or it's going to continue to snowball and going to continue to press all the other guys to, to challenge themselves and come up with new exciting things just so that you stand out and not be, you know, the, the average, the average sounding, you know, set. You know, I, I hear you and I, and I agree entirely. And I think most of us would agree the march in the MSR is not the place to be out of the box and express creativity necessarily. Right? <laughs> no, not at all. You know, not, you know yeah. again, there are these traditional things we do that are awesome and don't need to change. And so I, I think it's important when we talk about what can we do to, to push the artistic boundaries at a place like the gold medal of winter storm. I don't think we need to talk about March stress Bay or real compositions or structure. Leave that alone. Cause that's awesome. We can talk about, tacking on more rep like hornpipes and jigs. We can absolutely talk about transitions and just other unique add-ons that really challenge the player. And re- I think it really says to the player, so what do you got, right? Uh, uh, you know, absolutely. it's what do you know in the MSR? How well can you fit to this tradition? That's the question there. But then after that, I think the question needs to be, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about setting it up. And, and you know, this is just for this current format. And, you know, this has been the great thing about, you know, the organizers of Kansas city, they have worked hard to continue to um, develop and grow this event to, to not just be stagnant and saying, right, this is the way it's always been. That's the way it's always going to be. They're continuing, you know, this isn't just a, you know, a small solo contest. It is one of the largest solo contests in the world. And it's a pretty prestigious event and has become that. So in order to, to make that event so prestigious, they're, they're making their, the, the gold medal players play more and, you know, work a little bit harder, which at the end of the day is not a bad thing at all. Not at all. No, it's, Again, it's, it's got to be something that really pushes the boundaries and allows allow players to demonstrate their understanding of traditions, but also challenge them creatively. And I think we've got the tradition box checked really well because um, it, it, it really is the thing that determines who makes it to the final round. And I think if we continue to see the event evolve and see players like yourself evolve that really push those creative boundaries, then then we're going to we're going to last the long haul. This is going to survive for a long time, continue to attract and motivate more players. And that's a beautiful thing. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about band repertoire versus solo repertoire? You you play in Inverary and have the past several years. You've been a part of this 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 amazing ascension they have had and. 
you have a lot of repertoire, just like all, most grade one bands do. Do you immediately go to band repertoire when you're choosing your solo rep? Or do you try to balance it out so that there's um, a separation, if you will? What's your decision-making process there? Um, once upon a time, I probably would have gone to play more band stuff in the solos. But the you know the older that I have gotten and the, the more experience I have gained... I try to shy away from playing as many band scores as possible because you're going to pl you play scores differently in the band than you would in the solos. Yeah. Um, and more so than anything, I find that when I'm playing total band scores, I can be more aggressive. I become more aggressive as a player, like in the solos, just because you, you stop thinking about the little nuances that you're trying to compete because you, when you're playing scores in a band, you, you, you know, it's all about repetition so that you don't think on the field. And uh, the biggest thing in the solos is you, you, you have a little bit more liberty with, with things. And so I try to, I try to shy away from playing the same scores that I would play in the band. Now there might be one or two that the band plays that I might play, mm -hmm. but it might not always play it the same way. Um, what is, if, if you can narrow down, um, you know, uh, a primary or maybe a couple key motivations for Derek Cooper um, personally. Obviously, this seems to be, um, you know, a music that, that you truly love. You know, you have a long family lineage in it, uh, in your local community. Um, what is it that you think about regularly that really motivates you to travel across the planet so many times a year to play in one of the best bands in the world and, and to keep coming to such a serious solo contest like Winter Storm? What are the motivating factors for Derek Cooper? Um, as far as the band goes, um, I think the, you know, playing with, you know, one of my best friends and and really, really good friends within the band and playing great music. That's what motivates me for the band there. Mm. Um, playing good music comes first mm -hmm. and everything that comes with it is just a bonus in my eyes. Um, I you know, just enjoy playing really good music and, and creative things and and continuing to expand the boundaries of which we do things. Um, as far as the solo thing goes, I think what motivates me most about Kansas City is um, the, the quality of player has gotten outrageously good there. Yeah. And, and it's a good contest in our own backyard here. But as I, you know, as I said earlier, is the prizes that come with it are almost – it would be silly not to try to play um, – especially as somebody that is regularly attending the world solos at the moment, um, you know, for the, the thought that you could win a prize that could take care of airfare for you to get to the world solos and possibly your Piper as well. Um, that's huge. So can you bounce down the uh, prize list? You know, uh, just in case anyone doesn't know what do so, you get when you win the gold medal snare at winter storm. So first prize would be a $750 cash prize. Um, you receive your choice of snare drum from any one of the main sponsors um, that are sponsoring the drumming. Um, so this year was in Dante or Pearl. Um, and then you get a $1,500 travel stipend uh, to either return to Kansas City or go to the World Solos. Um, 
So that in itself, awesome. that package, that package alone um, is worth a lot. Plus you're playing in front of, you're playing in front of the, some of the best players in the world. Yeah. Uh, not just competing, but the guys that are judging, mm-hmm. you know, the judging panel this year was, was outrageous in terms mm-hmm. of championships. Um, so, you know, that's, that's another out of added bonus as well, because the feedback that you get is second to none. Sure. Now that's a good point. And even if you're a grade three soloist at winter storm, you still get that. I mean, just outrageously awesome qualified panel, right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the way that they have balanced out the panels, you know, over the years, um, you know, I, I have gone from getting judged by these guys and, and then have, you know, been fortunate enough to actually compete against those same guys, you know, come the solos in October. So it's, it's pretty remarkable and it's a test to, you know, their capability to run such a good, you know, such a great event to get the, you know, the people that they are getting in the door to, to judge and teach throughout the weekend. It's true, man. Couldn't agree more. And I, I, I love these common threads we hear from everyone we're chatting to. And so if anyone out there in the Big Rab universe is thinking, I don't know if I want to go to Winter Storm, it sounds like everyone is saying the same thing, which is, what are you waiting on? Just go. Just do it. <laughs> yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's cold. It's not a creative title. It's a warning. <laughs> and, you know, it's going to be expensive for travel, lodging, food, and all that stuff. But you will come away with a ton of motivation, a ton of influences. You get to hang out at the at the bar with guys like Derek Cooper and Crichton and McWhorter and everyone else. There's nothing else like it. And then if you're on the fence about doing a solo contest, whether it's Winter Storm or your local Highland Games, you will be a better musician if you go and do it. Doesn't matter what the result is. Yeah? Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. And and you know it's 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 a good motivating thing because it's so early in the year. Yeah. You know, it kind of jump starts you back into the season That's a great and point. getting yeah. ready for the season. 100% man, that's a super good point. Well, Derek Cooper, we got to wrap this up. We could obviously chit-chat about drums and stuff all day, but I got to <laughs> ask you a super important question to everyone here in Big Rabland and that is, what is your favorite cheese? Ooh. Yeah. Um Sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar. Okay, cool. From any particular region? Um, no. No? Nah. No. Not, not, not that picky with my cheese. The bitier, the better? I get that. Yeah. I'll have to say, man, having lived in in New York City and, you know, being in the greater New England area now for almost 15 years, I've really fallen in love with the sharp cheddar, especially the stuff from Vermont. Mm. Yeah. That's some good time. It is uh, very, very good from there. Right on, dude. Well, Derek Cooper, seriously, man, congratulations on another awesome result and an awesome performance. We were all there to check it out. It was beautiful and inspiring as usual. And best of luck to you and everyone else in your respective bands uh, with the 2020 season, man. Thank you very much. Right on. I am here yet again with Mr. Sam Johnson, tenor drummer for the McMillan Pipe Band from DC, USA. Sam Johnson has now won his second consecutive gold medal tenor drumming championship at Winter Storm. How's it going, Sam Johnson? Hey, Mike. Good to be here. I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little pooped out. (laughs) Winter Storm is, uh, you know, uh, an 
awesome, unique event, and I think it gets all of us super excited to always bring our best and be to be present and energized, and I think as if, you, as if people have probably heard some of my other interviews, my voice has kind of gone in and out, but I, good, I got a good night's sleep last night. I think we're all, we're all back to life as per usual, so I'm doing all right. How about yourself, man? Is the winter storm dust still settling for you? Uh, yeah, slowly but surely. I mean, I'm still basking in the uh, enjoyment of uh, the wind still. Um, been So I'm a teacher, so I'm back at school now, uh, but I've been showing off all the pictures that I have of the new drum and uh, all the winnings that I had uh, to all my students, and they're pretty pumped as well. So I'm enjoying it. That's awesome, man. So I think it's super, super cool that, you know, because as we said last year, you and I, we were in City of Washington grade one together back in the day, and we were both actually in the snare line together. And I remember at the time just thinking, it's so cool to see guys like yourself who, first of all, have a footing in American marching bands and these other musical worlds and pipe bands, and that you were just so young and still and yet so talented and so enthused about the activity. And to see you uh, progress in this activity all these years has been really rewarding for me. So I couldn't be prouder of you. I couldn't congratulate you more. I think it's excellent that you now have two Winter Storm gold medals around your neck. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And like it really does help with the foundation learning snare and that kind of stuff uh, ahead of time just to incorporate a lot of those rudiments and uh, all those types of passages that we would normally see in snare drumming or even marching drumming into a tenor type of mentality uh, just so it's a little bit different than what you see in uh, and many other tenors in Scottish tenor drumming today. That I think that's a really, really important point because you know, when I talk with guys like you about winning trophies and medals and stuff, I'm always really interested in knowing about the music you played, why you played it, and how you can help people who haven't done competitions yet figure out their repertoire, so on and so forth. And then, of course, we're all about process over product here at Rhythm Monster. And I think a lot of pipe band people, that that's really where they need the focus. You know, once you once you're in the game, you figure out, what all the styles and idioms are, what the sets are, etc. But then you have to figure out how you can fit a practice routine into your life, how you can fit preparing for band rehearsals into your life. How can you fit preparing for a gold medal uh, tin drumming competition in your life? I think that's the real difficult stuff to work out. Um, so can you tell us a little bit, let's start there, let's start with process. I know you did a really awesome live stream class with us and you broke some of your repertoire down, and you talked to us how you handled just normal life for Sam Johnson and preparing for a big-time, big-time contest. Tell us about that, man. Tell us about the parts of your process that you think were most beneficial to you, whether it involves snare drum sticks or not. Yeah, sure. Uh, so a lot of what I incorporate is just band material that I revamp for solos. Uh, so the music that I use is strictly the snare score. I don't use the tenor score that I write for the bands. Uh, it would just be too confusing, too convoluted that I think it would uh, really just do more harm than any good for myself. Cause I'm technically learning the same score or sorry, two different scores for the same uh, pipe music. So it's just so mentally it, a little too taxing to try to do that. Yeah. Exactly. So I, for around this time of year, I pretty much just totally, I shouldn't be doing it, but I do it anyway, uh, because Winter Storm is such a major competition for myself and for many others. Um, 
I just shut out like the band music. And while I'm at band practice, I still have the music in front of me so I can still play through it. But I try and just mostly focus my practice time at home on my solo material and solo settings for those specific tunes. Now, for my hornpipe and jig, on the other hand, with the band doesn't play those two tunes that I was using this year. So it made it a little bit easier to rehearse those at home. And I just think they're a lot more entertaining, a lot more fun to play as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I uh, mostly just focus, uh, about, I would say, like a 30-minute time frame every single day, mm. uh, just playing through each set. That's awesome. So you allotted at least half an hour every day at bare minimum, yeah? Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, it's really just, I would say, two times through both sets, because the sets that I have are both about four minutes each. And I'll break down a couple things in them as I go through them, just to kind of hone in and make sure I can do them perfectly. So, uh, Players ask, is it okay to improv on stage for a solo contest? Uh, how would you answer that question for beginners or for advanced people? Um, from a tenor mindset, I mean, it is. Uh, but the more that you know by heart for your specific set, the better off you will be. Um, like I've done that before in, in winter storm even, uh, and that's like the biggest contest really mm -hmm. in the world right now for tenor mm -hmm. drummers, at least adult tenor drummers. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've done that before where I just kind of make stuff up on the fly and it didn't end up so well for me. Uh, so like for other contests, if there's not as many people competing against, if you can get away with it, okay. But for the most part, the more that you have down, the better off you are going to be. Um, the only thing that I would really improvise would be the flourishing because that's not as heavily assessed in solo drumming contests, uh, even band contests. It's mostly the rhythms that are assessed, how well you line up with the snare. And trying to improvise the snare music is downright impossible because you're trying to play exactly in line with what they're doing. Right. So the flourishing, you have a little bit of leeway. Um, but again, as I was saying, the more that you have down with the flourishing, the better uh, you're going to be able to execute it. All right, Sam Johnson, I think I got two more big questions for you. The first is a, um, a big grab universe question. It's very important. Sure. And that is, what's your favorite cheese? My favorite what? Cheese. Cheese. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, that's a great question. Speaking um, of jigs, what's your favorite cheese? <laughs> <laughs> so... I got to go with, um, it's kind of a weird answer. It's, uh, I guess it's a cheddar. It's okay. called Midnight Moon. Um, it's, it comes out of Newfoundland, I think. Ooh, a Newfie cheese. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's got a little bit of like air pockets in it, so it kind of gives it a weird kind of crunch to it. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's absolutely outstanding, but I can only find it in certain places in the States, so it's really hard to come by. Man, that that corner of North America, you know, Upper New England, Newfies, all that, that they seem to do that cheese thing pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That's and pretty my awesome. Wife, my wife's from Wisconsin, so I've learned all about oh, cheese. Oh, man, they got cheese going months. on there. Right on. Yeah. Last question for you, Sam Johnson. You've done... The Winter Storm gig now a lot. You you know you're really you're really good pals with all the other big uh, big time competitors. You you come up through the ranks. You know the judges. You know the whole system. You know the whole game. What what do you think it is that's given you that slight edge? 
because, you know, we've all seen all the soloists. I mean, all of you guys that are competing for that top spot are all excellent musicians, excellent performers. What do you think it is, in your opinion, that's given you that slight edge these past two years? Uh, so I've been doing the Winter Storm thing for this is my seventh year doing it. So uh, really just getting to know what the judges are looking for and uh, just practicing what they're telling me to do. Mm. And it sounds like common sense, but a lot of times people will look at their score sheets and be like, well, okay, that's cool, but I don't need to do that. Um, mm. So I, my biggest advice is like take that advice, the, uh, the critiques that they give you seriously. Like uh, my first year here, uh, I started off just doing basic things and – it was good. It was very sound and solid. I was doing some rudiments, but not a whole lot. Uh, some cool flourishes, but not a, what I do today. And mm. one of the best feedback that I ever got was from Matt Balia, who was a judge at the time. He was like, uh, there's a rough there that Snare's playing. You can play that. I've heard you play it, so mm. play it. And I added that in the next year, and I got second that year. And I was like, well, it's that easy. Like, Just take that information that they're giving you and apply it. Um, and it really does pay off. That's that, that. I think that's really excellent advice. Again, that any band, any soloist can take. This is not reserved for gold medal at Winter Storm. And that is understand what the judges are looking for and understand what they're saying on the sheets. Um, I think maybe we can get a little too wrapped up in I agree, I disagree, whatever. If you want to be competitive, you have to understand what the rules of the game are. And the only way to do that are to talk to those guys with the clipboards. And it sounds like that you've done that over these seven years. You talked about that in your live stream class with us. We had Simon Hodgett, uh, St. Lawrence O'Toole tenor drummer, do a live stream on Rhythm Monster. And he said the exact same thing. He went into some more detail. He said, I'm looking for basic time, basic sound quality, really solid compositions, right? But, um, I mean, for you to say, and then if you want to go to that next level, to really understand, read the sheets, have communication with the judges, that's something any of us can do to be more competitive, it sounds like. Oh, totally. And also, like, I I do a little bit of background research on each judge. It sounds a little sketchy, but, I mean, it does help. Um, so, like, I know that, like, Simon, like, I watched that live stream with Simon, mm. and I saw he said, like, I'm looking for more rhythmic uh, quality and blend with the snare. So yeah. I know that for that specific judge, I want to make sure I hit that aspect. Um, for Jordan, I know he really, he enjoys the rhythmic aspect, uh, but he also wants to make sure flourishing is on point mm. uh, and very crisp, and he wants you to challenge yourself, so I've made sure that I do that for him. And uh, for Haggis, he has a little bit old style to him. So I want to make sure I hit the pacing, the time, make sure the brakes are clean and still try to impress with a couple of rudiments and uh, flourishing in that. So it's all like looking at what each judge really excels in. Maybe watch a couple of videos from YouTube yeah. and uh, try and hone in on that and include that into your performance. Man, I, I think I think we just covered basically the whole spectrum, Sam Johnson. If anyone's asking uh, either who is Sam Johnson, what did he do to win, what does it take to win, how can I, wherever I am in my musicianship, what can I do to try to learn from this? I, I think that you've covered just about all of it for us today. Man, thank you so very much, Sam. It's always awesome hanging with you and seeing you jam at Winter Storm. And thanks for taking the time with us here today with the Big Rab Universe. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to do it again. So thanks again. 
And there you have it. <laughs> yes, that was Michael there from the guys at Rhythm Monster. I can't thank them enough, honestly. Michael, you've done an outstanding job, mate. Thank you so much. Now, like I said, these interviews were edited down for time. If you would like to go and check out the full interview without any clips and bits ticking out and all that sort of stuff, if you want to check out the full conversation without any edits, then go along and check it out on Big Rab Show on Patreon. Well, the full episode or full episodes, the full interviews <laughs> will be uploaded there for you guys to enjoy at your leisure. So if you do want to hear the full conversation with Derek Cooper and all of that, you can go and check it out. It's up there, uh, hopefully, shortly in the Big Rab Show Patreon page. So just consider clicking support and you get access to it. There you go. So again, many, many thanks to the guys at Rhythm Monster. And uh, yeah, that... You know, the conversation they had there with Beth about the, the giveaway and everything. Simply, wow, that's incredible. So as more news about this giveaway comes out, then obviously we'll be telling you guys about it and how to enter and all the rest. And Very exciting times. So we'll keep you posted on all of that as more news of the, the big giveaway is available. So, yeah, as that happens, we'll let you all know. So there you go. Well, guys... Winter Storm is well behind us now. It's nothing but a distant memory. And the event just continues to grow each and every year. And we do think that 2020 was a very successful year to the guys at Winter Storm. Again, I have to say thank you to the organizers of such an incredible event. You guys do an outstanding job. To all the team of volunteers who worked tirelessly to put it all together. And of course, to the Piper's Dojo who managed to live stream it for all of us living internationally. I can't thank you all enough. Winterstorm is simply an incredible event, and I would, I don't know, I would love to get to it. I can't ever see myself getting there. But who knows? Who knows? There may be a time when Big Rab actually steps through the door of the hotel at Winterstorm. That would not be awesome. <laughs> oh, man, just to get the winter steam and lift a pint. Ah, oh, man, that would be awesome. Anyway, I do digress. Now, Winterstorm has passed us and we're looking forward to 2020 this next few podcasts coming in are going to be incredibly interesting and we want you guys to be a part of the show if you have any commentary at all on any of the previous topics of the week or even if you have a suggestion for future ones email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com if you have any kind of commentary at all on any of the things that we've mentioned on this week's show or last week's or whatever we want to hear your voice but like we said it at the very beginning, we are the show for the piping folk. So that's you guys. So if you guys aren't talking, then we've no one to listen to. <laughs> so you can email us in anonymously, of course. We won't use your name if you don't want us to. Uh, so, of course, if we're talking about something controversial. Or, of course, you can stick your name all over it and say, hey, give me a shout out. You know what I mean? We'll do that quite happily. So there you go. Don't forget, check the Big Rap Show out on Patreon and you can see all of those interviews in their entirety. Well worth listening to. Trust me, there's some real good nuggets of information in there. Uh, up when Some of the things that hit the cutting room floor. Mm. Plus some people that didn't actually make it into this week's podcast will exclusively be there over there on Patreon too. So yeah, if you're expecting to hear from someone and didn't, then perhaps they're in there on Patreon. So hmm. There you go. Otherwise, this this podcast this week could have been three or four hours long. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> so it had to be cut down, unfortunately. But I have to say again, to the guys at Rhythm Monster, can't thank you enough, guys. Thank you so much for all of your hard work and putting all of these amazing interviews together and for helping all of us out on the Big Rab Show team and the Big Rab Show world in general. It's simply brilliant. Thank you, Michael. Thank you to the guys at Rhythm Monster. Outstanding stuff. Okay, guys. That's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. 
Thanks so much for downloading this week. Each and every week, we never miss. Whoa, I know. That's quite something, isn't it? 140-something odd episodes now. Never missing a week. Unbelievable. <laughs> but hey, we'll keep on firing forward because the piping world doesn't stop and neither do we. <laughs> Until next week, guys. Keep practicing, have a good tune, and we will see you all here on the podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views, and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out the Rab Show podcast and we'll see you all next week. All the best. <laughs>